Welcome to this podcast from Christchurch Blackpool. For more information, please visit ccblackpool.co.uk. It doesn't matter. I don't need my slides anyway. I'm actually going. So what I'm going to have to say is, if you have a Bible, you're going to have to open it because it won't come up up there. So. Um, if you have a Bible or you have a phone with an app on it, uh, please turn to Matthew, the book of Matthew, and we will be in Matthew 14, verse 22 onwards. Uh, so we are starting a brand new series today, and we are starting a series uh, looking at this impossible story that, that happens to a fairly ordinary guy. Uh, it happen, it's, it's the story of Peter walking on the water, it, which, is, which is something that, you know, in his own strength, as far as I know, no one else has ever managed to do that. You know, it, is, it is an impossible thing that happened, but it happened to, a, to a, not, not a king, not an not a important person, not a well-educated person. It happened to Peter, who was an ordinary, average Joe. And what we want to see is as we look through this, this story over the next couple of weeks and months, what we're going to see is actually what we're going to do is we're going to encourage one another that the fact that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what kind of upbringing you've had. Oh, well done. He hasn't, he has, that, see that, that, that was the Holy Spirit, that. And it works, and it works, well done. It doesn't matter what, who you are, okay, God can use you to do extraordinary things. God can use you to do things that on the surface we would say that is impossible to do. So let's, let's, read, let's read the story then. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. I, I might say, well, by the way, we might have that up there, but I still encourage you to open your Bibles and read. You know, I might have put, copy and pasted anything to put up there. I haven't, but you know, it's always good to check and to be a habit of opening your own Bibles. Anyway, right. After he dismissed them, he went up the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffered by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and, the, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage in his eye. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, was, when he, saw the wind he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were on the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, I just want to thank you, God, for already being with us, being in our midst, reminding us that you are holy, that you are vastly beyond what we can possibly imagine. God, encouraging us 
already to, to look for you in the everyday, Lord Jesus, reminding us that, that when we're struggling, you are there in our midst. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for that. And I pray, Jesus, as, as, as for the next few minutes as I bring this teaching, God, that you would, you would stir us, you'd continue to stir us again, God, and that we might be a church that, that looks for what you are doing. But as we have been prayed, Lord God, we would see, God, we would see more and more. Lord God, we would have more testimonies like money had of, of things that you, you've done the miraculous amongst us, and we would recognize that. Lord Jesus, we believe that you are God, the God of the impossible, Lord God, and we pray for more of that. Amen. Amen. So, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already considerable distance from the land, buffered by the waves because the wind was against it. So, Jesus, he's just fed, actually, thousands of people. He's just done the feeding of the 5,000. He's fed thousands of people. And then straight after that, he, he goes, he tells his disciples, get in to this boat. He compels them. He, he makes them. He says, go and get into this boat. And were the disciples obedient? Yes, they were. They did, for once, they did what Jesus asked them to do straight away. They got in to this boat. They got into this boat, and they... They, they, they did exactly what Jesus wanted them to do, what wanted him to do. He, they, they got into the boat, and what it says is that it was windy. There was waves. Actually, it says the waves were against the boat. I don't know about you, but um, sometimes when we do what Jesus asks us to do, it doesn't always go well. Sometimes, sometimes... We can do what Jesus wants us to do, and we can be like, what's going on, God? It feels like I've just walked into a storm. It feels like I've just, that everything is against me. You know, these, these disciples, they've done exactly what Jesus has, has asked them to do, and they end up in a boat that's being battered where the waves are against it. I don't know if that sounds familiar, but I'm sure that if I was to ask people to come up and share, I'm sure everyone could share a story of where they've heard God, and then they've acted and actually, it was hard. Life got a bit harder. You, you saw something going on at work, and God said, I want you to stand up against that. And you ended up, rather than being praised, you ended up being isolated. Or you, end, or, you, know, you heard God say, share, share about me in, in, in the break room. And rather than everyone becoming Christians, everyone kind of isolated you. And maybe you were, you, you, you were passed over for, for, for promotion. Or, or may, maybe, maybe um, you stood up for what was right, what was biblically good and right, and what God wants you to stand up for. And it ended up going bad for you. You know, it felt like, oh, I've done what you wanted me to do, God. I've got in the boat. And things are going bad. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that resonates for you. I mean, that's, that's our story. You know, we, me, me and Jen, um, many of you have heard this story, but if you haven't, um, you know, we, we, when, when we met, one of the first things I said to Jen was, I'm called to plant churches. And she was like, great, what does that mean? Um, she'd been a Christian for only a couple of months. And, um, and, and, and so 
That, that was, it has always been over our lives. We got married, and as soon as we got married, it was kind of like, right, where are we going? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And God called us, and he, we moved from where we were currently at that time in Salford, and we moved to Lancaster, and we were part of planting a church in Lancaster. But on the way to Lancaster, we asked for um, one of the, a, 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 an, an apostle to, to pray for us, and he had this picture for us, and the picture was that he saw us as a, as a stone, and he said that I see you as a stone, and that stone is, go, is being flung um, across a lake, and it will hit somewhere, create ripples, but it will bounce on to somewhere else. And so uh, we had this, this, this thing over us that actually we, we, we were going to go to Lancaster, we were going to go, we were going to make that, we were going to help build that church, but actually we were going to skip on to somewhere else. And eventually the time came. Um, for me, I started to feel you know, uh, a bit kind of itchy feet. You know, this is, this is time. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Jen wasn't so keen. She wanted to stay in Lancaster. She liked living around the corner from, a, from, from our friends. Um, but eventually she got on board. And um, God, God actually spoke to both of us. She spoke, he spoke to both of us. God spoke to both of us. And he said, he, he said to me, he gave me a heart. I remember working in Blackpool for a few weeks. And I said to God, I cried out to God. I said, God, if you don't send us to Blackpool, you better send someone. And almost threatening God. You know, someone's got to come to Blackpool. Someone's got to do something. And, and, and unbeknown to me, God had also spoke to Jen at the same time. So God, God clearly, he, he spoke to us. He, he compelled us. We felt like we really, really had no choice. Um, he compelled us to, to get in this boat, which, which was plant a church in Blackpool. And so we did that. And boy, did we know the wind and the waves against us. You know, we moved and within a year, I lost my health. Now, I, before, we moved to, before we moved to Blackpool, I worked full-time as an electrician. I did kind of 50, 60 hours a week. And I was also an elder in the church that we were at, um, preaching three out of four Sundays a week, um, uh, leading meetings. You know, we had a young family as well, and that was okay. And then within a year of being here in Blackpool, I couldn't get out of bed. My health had just gone. On the, on the move to Blackpool, I got a virus which left, which left me crippled. You know, I was, never, I was never really the same again. So, and I don't know if, 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 you know, uh, if you've ever been sick and you can't work. The re- sorry, if you've been sick, it means you can't work. So I lost my health, which meant I lost my job eventually, which meant we lost a considerable amount of our income. Um, God, you know... We, we, we also, where we lived, okay, it wasn't in Lancaster, it wasn't like the nicest area of Lancaster, it was, it was pretty rough, but we liked it, you know, there was always a smell of kind of cannabis in the air, um, but it was, it was okay, we liked it, and, um, and, and, and we, but we, we, we'd made inroads with our neighbors, we'd started to, to speak to them, we'd start to, to, you know, I was able to help a few of them out, Jen was, would, would, had made a couple of friends with our neighbors, we moved to this house, which was, was in, in, in a very nice area of Blackpool, you know, just next to the Martin Mere, lovely area. We moved back next to people who absolutely hated us. We, you know, they're, they're, for no, no reason. We, we'd never done anything. They just, just, just decided they hated us. You know, we, so, so we, lost, we lost my health. We lost, my, we lost income. We lost, you know, lost you know, neighbors. You know, we, had, we had friends. We had people who we thought were our friends who abandoned us. We had people who made up stuff about us. And 
to be honest, come Christmas 2020, um, I was just like, Jesus, I'm done. I'm in, I'm in this boat, but I'm grabbing an oar and I'm rowing it back to shore and I'm getting out. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And um, I remember we, we met with um, Andrew and Julian and uh, Andrea said, you know, Andrea said, actually, you know, we've had hard times, but God called us to Blackpool. And she said, where has God called you? And we said, Blackpool, what's he called you to do? Plant a church. Right, next question. Has he called you to do anything else? No. No. No, he hadn't. No. So we had a choice then. Do we continue to do and be obedient to what God had called us to do, or do we disobey God? And when you put it that way, it was quite an easy, easy choice. So, you know, we, we, we stayed. We stayed, and actually, but, but I remember so many times in my bedroom just yelling out to God, you know, God, where are you? Just, just, you could make me better. You could change the situation. Where are you? I mean, you know, you know imagine the disciples in the boats. You know, Peter's like twiddling his thumbs, getting really frustrated because he doesn't know on earth what the purpose of what's going on is, is happening. You know, some of the disciples are, are freaking out because it's a bit stormy. Um, but, you know, you've got your John and your James and John who are seasoned kind of sailors who are just getting angry with everyone because why can't they just deal with it? You know, You've got, you've got Timothy throwing up over the side. You've got Judas and um, uh, uh, Simon who, 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 are, who are getting angry. And Matthew's kind of a bit um, uh, worried in the corner. They might start plotting some of revenge for the taxes he's, he's collected. You know, you've got, you've got all kind of stuff go, going on in that boat. They're all worried. And however that comes out, in whatever situation they're in, you know, they, they, they're, all, they're all feeling the pressure. And where's Jesus through this all? Where's Jesus when they're in trouble? When, where was Jesus when I was in my pit? It says this. After he dismissed them, he went up the mountainside and prayed. He's praying. I mean, he's praying. They're in trouble. I was in trouble. You've been in pits. And where's Jesus? He's praying. He's praying. No. Jesus is praying. Jesus is praying. Romans 8 says that nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. Not war, not famine, not nothing of, of man, nothing of heaven can separate you from the love of God. Because where is Jesus? Romans 8.34 says, He is at the right hand of God and is interceding for you. He is there praying for you. He's not just praying. He's praying He's praying. He is for you. He loves you. And whatever turmoil, whatever storm, whatever pit you are in or have been in, Jesus cares. And he is for you. He loves you. So where's Jesus? He's praying for us. He is praying for these people. He's there. And do you know what? He wants so much more for us. He wants so much more for us than we can, than we can possibly imagine. He, he, he wants, one of, our thing, one of my things I'm hoping through this series is that God would open our eyes. Just as Moni shared, that we, he would open our eyes, that we would see what he's doing and we would step into that. You see, because the reality is, Jesus doesn't make the disciples, he doesn't make you get in this boat so that you can stay comfortable in the boat. You see, what I mean is that when, when we had that kind of moment, we're like, yes, we're going we're to follow Jesus. We could have done that by staying safe in the boat. 
I, you know, for me, for each one of us, that would be different. But for me, that would look like doing church, leading meetings. That would be doing church and preaching. You know, because I find that quite easy. I like this. I like doing this. I find this quite easy. But, you know, making new friendships, actually investing in people. Oh, I've been hurt there. That feels a bit like open water. You know, crossing over the road and speaking to some neighbors. You know, speaking to our next door neighbor when the football's gone over, whatever, you know. Actually, oh, that feels a bit like open water. That feels a bit hard. You know, and that, that won't be the same for all of you. But for some of you, there will be things that, that, that feel safe, feels all right. But there's other things that feel like, oh, that's like getting out of the boat. That's, that, that feels a bit, bit out of my comfort zone. You see, God didn't, God didn't ask us to get in the boat so that we could do things in our own strength. That's what I'm talking about. He didn't ask us to go and do things in our own strength. And actually, we can do life very comfortable, doing only what we're happy to do, only things that we're, only, that we're comfortable to do. But if we never put our trust in him and we never do the thing of getting out of our comfort zone. We never do the things that, like walking on water, where we can't do, which are impossible unless Jesus is there. We never get the privilege of seeing what God can do through us. We never get that privilege. You see, my heart is, as we preach through this story over and over again over the next few weeks, that we all start to learn what it means to be water walkers. We all learn what it means to be, to be doing things that we can't do in our own strength, but we can only do in the power, in the strength of Jesus Christ. Because we can settle for the mundane, we can settle for the, for the what we can do in our own strength, but Jesus is so much more for us. He is so much more for you. You know, I've read lots of stories, or I've listened to them, I don't read too much, but I've listened to lots of stories about what God has done in other people's lives, and I'm hungry, I'm hungry for him to do it in my life as well, because, because when, we, when we step out of our comfort zone, when we do things that we can only do in his strength, we see that there's a better way to do relationships, there's a better way to do parenting, to be at school, to be at work, there's a better way to do life. But if we stay inside the boat, we don't get to see that. We don't get to see it. So let me ask you, where is your, what's your boat? Where's your comfort zone? Like I said, that'll be different for different people. But where is your comfort zone? You know, we have this, I've, I've spoken to a few of you, and actually it, it's true, I think, across all cultures we have this, this non-biblical idea of this is my church life and this is the rest of my life. In reality, this is my church life, which I mean like 10 till 12 on a Sunday, you know, for a couple of hours on a Sunday. And this is the rest of my life, Monday through till Saturday. And, and this, this area, I'm for Jesus. I love him. I sing his praises. I say, tell you, God, I'll give you everything. And this one... We don't even recognize that he's at work. And actually what God wants to do is mix them up. Not so that here on a Sunday we feel less, that we see him less, but actually through the rest of the week we're looking for that. 
You know, we're looking for, actually, we're looking. And that, that, that starts off in such small ways. That can start off in small ways of just, just, just as Moni shared, of just being able to go, God, you were there and you held me back from making that mistake. You held me back. Just being able to reflect over our day and think, this thing happened, actually, that bad thing could have happened. God was in that. Just recognizing that. But it also, it also you know, comes that we want, to, we want to see him work. We want to see physically him work. You know, when you read the book of Acts, you see actually the majority of the, the stuff that we want to happen on our Sunday mornings, the, the prophesying, the healing, the, 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 the praying out, the, the, the being, giving courage to speak with boldness, that happens out in the real world. That, that it does happen in, 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 in a prayer meeting or, or, or a Sunday or, or Saturday, whatever, service. But it happens in the real world. And that's what, that's what I want us to see more. I want more testimonies of what God is doing. Not so we can go, wow, weren't they brave? But actually so we can go, I want that. I want that as well. I want that as well. I want that as well. I want that. I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry for that different life that Jesus has called us to live, that, that out-of-the-boat life where, where it feels dangerous. It's out of our comfort zone. So let me ask you, where are you? Where do you feel like you are? You know, if I was to give a, do a poll, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or anything. Where do you feel like you are? You know, in, in, in life, in, in kind of getting out of your comfort zone, living, um, living dependently on God or not? Do you feel like you're, you're, maybe, maybe you're in the boat with a life jacket on, holding on to a buoyancy aid with a, with a whistle in your mouth? You know, you're definitely not in your, out of your comfort zone and not willing to go anywhere else. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're kind of on the edge of the boat and you're like, I like the comfort, I want to be there. I like the comfort. I want to be there. But, but you just quite not got it yet. To, 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 you haven't quite decided I'm going to jump in. Or maybe, maybe you're kind of, this is probably me, I think. You know, maybe you're a bit kind of one foot in, one foot out. You know, I'm not going too far away from the boat because you know, you know, I don't fully, I'm not sure I fully trust God, but I'm there. Maybe, maybe you, you've, you, you've, 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 you've jumped straight in. You've jumped straight in and you're loving it. You have, you're, you're walking on the water, and praise God, you're, walking, you're seeing areas of your life where you're walking on the water and you're loving it. And maybe, maybe you, you, you've decided, I want to do more stuff, I want to be more courageous, I want to I walk on the water, I want to I get out of my comfort zone more, and you've done it, and you thought, no, no, I want to be back in the boat, I don't like it out there, it's, it's scary. But wherever you are, wherever you are, okay, God, God wants to encourage us and grow us as a church to be people who are looking wherever and whenever we can to step out, to step out of our comfort zones. Because to, to, it's not about, it's not about God wanting to, 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 to get us in a place where we're scared. It's about us, God getting us into a place where we're reliant on him, where we're fully reliant on him. Pascal said, Oh, yeah, I've got this question. Um, so, here's some homework for you. And um, let, me, if, if you're, if, let me encourage you, tell someone this, because then you're more likely to do it. So, uh, I'm going to encourage you to, to, to tell someone your answer to this. But what one risk could you take this week to help your faith 
grow. You see, God's God given us this muscle, this, this muscle called faith. And the thing is that the more we use it, the stronger it gets. When we neglect it, it, it doesn't really grow. And so what thing, what thing, and God will be speaking to you, maybe now, maybe on the way home, but God will be speaking to you because, like I said, everyone is different. I'm not going to list them because you're going to say, if you didn't list my ones, therefore I'm not doing it. No, what thing is God asking you? What thing is he saying, go on, trust me in this? And you're like, I'm a bit scared. I don't want to do that. And he's saying, no, trust me. What's God doing? Tell someone, tell someone what God's doing, what God's challenged you in so that you will be challenged to actually go through with it. And it's, like I said, it's all about building our faith muscles. So Pascal said this, Lord, help me to do great things as though they were little, since I do them in your power, and little things as though they were great, since I do them in your name. You see, I don't know if you've, you've heard this, this, this saying, you know, God won't give me anything to do that is, God, what was it? God won't give me anything to do that I can't handle. You heard that? God won't give me anything to do I can't handle. You know, actually the reality is, because that makes it sound like God's not going to ask me to do anything difficult. That, God's not, that God doesn't want me to trust him. God doesn't want me to, to, to do things that are difficult and uncomfortable. It's a very kind of, I think, very Western kind of way of looking at the world. You know, kind of a very comfortable. God, God, God doesn't want me to be, be, be upset. You know, God, 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 God's, God's with me. He just wants my life to be really comfortable and nice. Because the reality is, not that God won't give you anything you can't handle. The reality is you can't do anything without God. You know, we, we go through life and we believe that we can do so much stuff without him, but the reality is we can't get out of bed without God. We can't, we can't go to the shops. We can't go to, the work, to work without God. And that's, that's what I'm hoping. That's what, 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 what my, my hope is that we see more the fact that actually God is there helping us do the little things. So actually, if we learn to trust him in the little things, we can learn to trust him in the big things. You know what? Sometimes we'll fail. And it's okay, Rob, Rob Coleman, who, who's leading our um, uh, TSL sessions, uh, he talks about, those of you who were there last year, he talks about you know, uh, faith is like a toddler. And actually that when a toddler, when a toddler stands himself up on a sofa and they go to, make, to walk across the, t- across the room, you don't expect them to do it first time. You know, you, they, they might take one step, two step, and then they fall over. And you don't go, oh, well, you're a failure, aren't you? What a failure. You couldn't walk on your first try. And that's not what God wants. God, God's thing is actually that we learn to trust him. Actually, we learn to trust him. We take a step and we feel like we're doing all right. We do another step. Oh, no, we've fallen over flat on our face. See, God, 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 but God is there cheering us on every time we learn to trust him. Even if we get out of the boat we take one step and we're like, oh, I want to get back in the boat. I'm scared. He's there cheering us on continuously. He's there with us. So my, my prayer is that we would learn to grow and trust him. But ultimately, finally, the only way that we get there is that, is that we learn to trust God. And we only learn to trust God 
like I said, by spending time with him. Remember the disciples, they're just witnessed. Peter is going to get out of the boat in a minute, and he is going to, well, not today, in a few weeks' time, he's going to get out of the boat. Um, he, and he is going to walk on the water. That trust that he's built up, that Jesus is able to do that. He's just, he's just witnessed Jesus take a, like, take far, like, like a packed lunch and make it feed thousands of people. So he spent, it's because he's got trust in Jesus because he spent time with him. And, and, and that's what we are to do. We're to spend time with him. You see, Jesus is going to do greater things than walk on water, isn't he? Jesus did better things than walk on water. You know, he, 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 Jesus, Jesus went to the grave. Jesus died and rose again. Now let me say, Jesus died and rose again. That was far greater than walking on water. And some of you, you may be thinking, right, right, I'm from this morning. I kind of feel G'd up. I kind of pepped up. I'm going to, I'm going to go, and, go and do some, some out of my comfort zone stuff. I'm going to do some walking on water stuff. I'm going to, and I, you know, you're not going to rely on God, you could, but you're going to rely on sheer grit and determination. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Or maybe you're just going to start speaking positive vibes over yourself. You know, if I speak positively, then I can just, I can just do it. And let me say, grit and determination didn't raise Jesus from the dead. It, positive vibes can't raise anyone. All right? No positive vibes can raise anyone from the grave. What raised Jesus from the grave was the fact, you know, read it, he trusted in the Father. And the Father rose him back to life. Grit and determination will get you, might get you to put your toe in the water, but then you're going to get in a lot of trouble if you're not trusting in Jesus. So, John, do you want to come back up? We're going to end with a, with a song. And um, because it's knowing him that motivates us. It's knowing him that enables us to trust him. You see, when we spend time with him, I was... Re- I was, I was um, uh, listening to, I know I've been a Christian for so many years, uh, and I've never, I've never um, read or listened to Jackie Pullinger's book, um, Chasing the Dragon. And um, I've done that. And, um, I've done, and one, one of the things that really hit me was that for six months, she prayed, in, she prayed in tongues every day for six months, and nothing happened. But after that, after that time of six months, she still continued to pray, but then all of a sudden, God, she found that God was leading her to people. God was using her to do stuff. And you think, it's because she had this grounding of knowing who God was, of getting to spend time with Jesus. And that's what I want today. I want us to have that grounding in spending time with him. That he is the holy one. That he was always holy. That all creation cries out to him. That he is the king of kings, the name above every name. That as his name, all powers, thrones, kingdoms, empires, emperors will one day bow. So let's stand and let's end by singing to our God. And then I'm going to end us in prayer. A thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to.
maybe there's, there's a couple of people here who, you've got some scars, you've got some wounds, where you, you've got in the boat and you know, you know what it's like to, to, to feel the wind and the waves, whatever that looks like in your life. And, that's, and that, 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 that's put something on you that makes you all, oh, it hurts. I don't really want to go there again. I did this, I did that, they did this, they did that. And that's, that's left you feeling a bit hurt and a bit broken. And I believe that this morning God wants to release you from that. He's got a life he wants you to live. And he wants to take those bondage of whatever those scars are. So I just want to ask you, maybe just be, you don't have to tell anyone what it is. But if, if that is you, if you why, could you just raise your hand and I'd love to pray for you. If something's happened... Thank you. Just keep it high. Keep it high. If you're um, just next to these, these, these guys, could you just, um, just put a hand and just, just, just pray God's blessing on them? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. It's just, Jesus, we ask you, we ask you for some healing this morning. God, I believe that you are bringing us on a journey. You're taking us on a journey to trust you more. God, but for some of us, there's some healing that needs to be done first. God, so I pray that you would, that you would do a healing. You do a healing in our hearts where we've stepped out maybe before and, and something hurt. God, where someone's done something or said something and it's, it's knocked us back. God, I pray, Jesus, for, for you to break that. God, I thank you that you love us more than we can possibly imagine and you are here right now. You're praying for us. You're interceding on, the, on our behalf towards the Father. Jesus, and for the rest of us, God, Give us boldness, God. Give us boldness to trust you, to trust you this afternoon, to trust you tomorrow, to trust you for the rest of this week, to look for opportunities where you can do good, where you can do stuff in our life that only you can do. Lord Jesus, where it will be scary, where it will feel like open water, it will feel like walking on water without a lifeboat. Lord Jesus, but pray, I pray, God, that you would continue to grow us in this. Come, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. As we um, finish the meeting, just want to encourage you, as well as the work that Ben has highlighted for you to think on, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians church, and this is part of our breakthrough. And he finishes up saying, rejoice, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all, in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ 
in Christ Jesus. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are coming again. Lord, I thank you that you have spoken to us so clearly this morning. Lord, I thank you for the, the prophetic word coming through the word that Ben has brought. Lord, change our hearts. May we be bold in you. May we grow our faith muscle. Lord, give us opportunities. And Lord, help us not to kick ourselves when we don't manage to walk across the room. Lord, I pray a blessing on your people here. Lord, we thank you for all you've done, for all you're doing, and for all you will do. Lord, we thank you. You are a good God, deserving all the glory, all the praise. Lord, we bless you. A thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the land. Thank you for listening. For more information, downloads and podcasts, please visit ccblackpool.co.uk. Young